What do you work on when you work on your game? Stick work. Ton of stick work. My kind of style was using my quickness to my advantage. Still go out there and I run some sprints and some five ten fives. Welcome to the Fred Opie Show, where you learn how to make a difference on and off the field. I'm your host, Fred Opie, an athlete turned author, producer, professor, and editor. I use my story and the stories of others to help you figure out what your gifts are, find the right places and activities to develop them, and give you a plan to give, save, and spend your money and time wisely. Today on the Fred Opie Show, we have two guests. Navy assistant lacrosse coach Allie Messenger, who was a three-time All-American lacrosse player at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where she won two national championships in four years and was the winner of the Most Outstanding Player Award in the 2016 NCAA tournament. We also talked to high school strength and conditioning coach Rob Kirkland. What are appropriate strength and cardiovascular expectations for sixth through ninth graders asking parents to support pay-to-play for club teams and showcases. I ask him this question and others. That's today on the Fred Opie Show. Coaches Allie Messenger and Rob Kirkland. Where did you go to high school and what sports did you play? I went to Mendham High School in Mendham, New Jersey. I played, obviously, lacrosse, uh, and I also played soccer, and I ran track. So I did soccer and track mostly just, uh, you know, to always get outside and and be doing something and also, you know, just a different type of training. When you were going through the recruiting process, where did you take official visits? The only official visit I took was Carolina, but I took a bunch of unofficial visits elsewhere. I went to Florida, I went to UVA, but Carolina was really the choice from the start. Why Carolina? I just have a family background there. My uncle went there. Uh, my father actually committed there uh, and then decommitted, and my older sister went there. Familiar to me, love the campus, love the school, love what it's about. Your dad was a student athlete? Yeah, he was. Ended up going to UPenn. Still loves Carolina, just there was a coaching change. You know, in the midst of his commitment, decided to go somewhere else. Your dad played lacrosse? He did. So you had an older sibling also that committed to Carolina? Yes. She's four years older than me, and she was graduating when I was uh, going into my freshman year there. So where are you in terms of sibling? Youngest, middle, where are you in the batch? I'm the youngest. I've got three older sisters. All right, you know, I like you already. I'm the youngest, and I have a theory about being the youngest. Yeah? We have tried to keep up with the older ones, and that's why we tend to turn out to be the best of the athletes. What do you think about that? (laughs) I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So how did you get introduced to lacrosse? Were you one of those kids where the older sibling said, get in the goal and you're playing, or what happened with you? My dad was just kind of thrown around with me when I was younger, uh, and then my older sisters got involved, so I would go to all their games, and I just kind of became fascinated with the sport, always wanting to watch and always wanted to just play around at their games, and that kind of sparked my interest. What was your major at UNC? Exercise sports science. Did you ever consider going to med school? No, I thought I made it, might have wanted to go into athletic training or personal training, stuff like that, uh, maybe some research-based stuff. Then I ended up coaching. How did you come to that conclusion? I just finished writing a book called Start With Your Gift that uh, helps people understand their gifts, how to monetize their gift, and serve others with it. So it's a question I've been asking quite a few people. How did you make that decision to choose that major? So I think it was just something I was comfortable with obviously being involved in sports and 
uh, with a trainer all through uh, high school. It just something that kind of sparked my interest, and that's kind of how I just decided to do it. When and how did you decide that you wanted to be a college coach? The last week of my senior year. Wow. Season was coming to the end, and I knew I would regret not at least, uh, you know, giving it a shot, trying it out. Now that you've graduated from UNC and you're out here coaching, what do you think should be a required course for a student athlete before they graduate? Personal finance, absolutely. At Carolina, we had personal finance classes, but unless you were in the business school, it was hard to get into. I think it's something everyone needs to know about. I agree 100%. How did you pay for your undergraduate education? I was on scholarship, and um, I was thankful enough to have my parents be able to support me throughout college. No student loans, then? No student loans. If you were going to have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? I recently went to Mount Vernon, so I would love to meet George Washington, pick his brain. Also, Michael Jordan, because he's just an unbelievable athlete. You know, Carolina person. And then my family. Family is really important to me, and anytime I get to spend time going to dinner with them, I'd love it. You can only choose one family member, and somebody's, oh, no. somebody's not going to be happy. <laughs> um, oh, that's tough. If I had to choose one family member, it'd probably be my dad. Okay. He's got a very interesting brain, and I like to pick it apart sometimes. How have your eating habits and fitness habits, your training, changed since you were a freshman at UNC? Definitely been eating better, trying to train hard, but it's just hard to train as best as I did in college. So tell me, your freshman year, look at your plate. What would have been your typical lunch and dinner? Oh, lunch? Uh, probably a salad or a turkey wrap, and then some sort of fruit and some veggies. And then dinner some chicken or some sort of meat, maybe some rice or mashed potatoes, and then some veggies. It sounds like you ate pretty good as a first-year student. Not bad. Put some cookies in there <laughs> and some stuff like that, just because we were burning so many calories. You know, what did you learn from your older siblings that were college athletes that may have influenced how you ate and how you worked out? When Kate, my older sister was in high school and I was in middle school, I actually was able to train with her a couple times. That was really helpful. She she trained really hard. She was super fast and worked out a lot. She also was a gymnast as well as some of my, my other sisters. Their just work ethic from that, I think I just took with me, and, and that helped me as well. I found that it was very challenging once I got out of school to keep the discipline to work out. How do you keep yourself in shape now? Yeah, it's tough. I've started to get back into a lot of things. I, I'm work, waking up at uh, 5.30 every morning now, and there's a couple other Carolina guys that live in D.C. with me. So we get up together, and, and we try to motivate each other to get moving. I'm going to ask you about some players I consider great players, but I always like to ask people who either played with them or – coach them, what is it about this person that makes him a great player so others that are listening can learn? So let's start off first with Maggie Bill. What makes her such a great player? Pure athleticism. She's insane. This can run for days, super fast, great feet, just a really good athlete. 
some people look at athletes like that and say, well, I could never do that. She must have just came out of her mom's womb like that. Tell me about her work ethic. Uh, she's definitely trained hard from a young age. Her playing, you know, multiple sports in a competitive environment. She's from Long Island. That's really helped develop her throughout the years. Every time she comes out to practice and just in her mentality, she's ready to go. She gives it all of her effort every day. Marie McCool. I would say very similar. Super athletic, loves lacrosse, just goes out there every day and, and wants to be the best. She works hard. I saw her play, I think it was her sophomore year, up here at BC. It was amazing. Her and Sam Apuso, both those two, mm -hmm. they look like seniors playing against freshmen. Yeah, she definitely holds herself to a high standard. She gets it done. Now let's go to the twins, Julia Collins. She is probably one of the best and hardest workers I've ever met and does stuff above and beyond outside of practice. She works super hard and she's got great feet and, and she's a great finisher. When you say she does the extra, what are some of the things that you see her do as a coach and you go, I get it now? She makes sure she gets at least 200 shots, if not more, every single day outside of practice a very disciplined girl and she knows what she wants. And you mentioned that she's got great footwork, a hallmark of outstanding players. What are some of the things that young players can do to develop their footwork? Footwork, agility work, speed work. A lot of girls in middle school, high school even, are not doing enough of that stuff. It's very interesting because when you see guys' footwork versus girls' footwork, and I don't know if it's just because they're playing football or doing some of these other sports where they're really having to harp on those type of things like running routes, having quick feet off the lines, and just training and finding those agility things that you can do every single day. You know, as a coach of uh, sixth, seventh grade girls, some of the things that I realize now after talking to coaches like you is that it's not unreasonable to add that to your regular practice. You know, certainly yeah. stick skills are number one, but if the girls don't have athletic ability, footwork, great sticks are only going to get you so far. Are you agree? No, absolutely. We have kids that have unbelievable sticks, but their feet can't keep up with it. So we're working really hard right now on doing those footwork things to get everything um, on the same page. I've always found feeling drills from other sports to work mm -hmm. on footwork to be a great thing to do. How much time do you spend on something like that? 30 minutes a day, I would say. Talk about uh, Jenna Collins. What makes her excel as a player? They're very similar work ethic-wise. So Julia's out there every single day, but Jenna's with her, always working hard. Jenna likes to you know, dodge hard from the top, really good finisher from the outside. Very similar situation, just always working hard on her shots and her footwork. Meg O'Donnell. Best stick work on the team. Super quick hands. When she gets the ball in the inside and uh, with a lot of pressure on her, she knows how to finish and find a way. Morgan Young. Super quick, super fast. Could dodge any single player. Finds a way to get to the cage. The show will be right back. For related content on negotiating the world of school and sports, visit our website at fredopi.com. Check out our podcast archive and review the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. The best way to support the podcast is to tell a friend. Share the show on Facebook and Twitter 
or send them to our website at fredopi.com. I recently read your wonderful book, Start With Your Gift. I can't stress enough how much I wish this book was in the hands of every high school and college-age student, as well as their parents, coaches, and mentors. We must get real with having the conversation that not everyone should go to college. Not until you know what skill you need to develop, how sad it is when an 18-year-old who was pushed into college and is not intellectually or emotionally prepared to attend is asked to leave by the school or their parents because of a low GPA, and then they're stuck paying back twenty dollars to $40,000 worth of student loan debt. As a 57-year-old woman who has raised three kids to young adulthood, ages 22, 14, and 26, I too have benefited from reading it and now feel better about myself. Lisa Kokito. Start With Your Gift is available on Amazon as an ebook, paperback, and as an audiobook. Welcome back to this edition of The Fred Opie Show, unpacking history to positively impact the future. You mentioned super quick, super fast. Do you see a difference between those two? Yeah, absolutely. What I mean by that is that she's got a great first step. Her first step's going to beat anyone who's in front of her. Fast would be more defined as at their top speed, faster than others. She's more quick than fast. The great wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. He was not that fast, but his first step was amazingly quick. And that's really what you need to do to get off the line or to get around somebody is your first step. Absolutely. Kayla Harris. Solid player. Really good teammate. Runs well up and down the field and works hard for her teammates. Good, solid all-around player. Molly O'Sullivan. She's got a very unique style. A slithery player. Just squeezes through and weaves her way to the cage. When you say that, the first, the other player I thought of was Kenzie Kent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of these people that uh, they seem to get into spaces or, or split doubles that most people, you know, would never be able to get through. Yeah, absolutely. She's definitely uh, very similar to that. The show will be right back. For related content on negotiating the world of school and sports, visit our website at fredopi.com. Check out our podcast archive and review the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. The best way to support the podcast is to tell a friend. Share the show on Facebook and Twitter or send them to our website at fredopi.com. Start with your gift. Understand and monetize it while serving others with it. This book is written for the younger version of me. And Start With Your Gift, I help you recognize your gift, select mentors, choose the right school and training, consider childhood wounds in need of healing, identify internships, show you how to select jobs, get your financial house in order, live and give like no one else. And it's available on Amazon.com as a ebook or paperback. Now back to the show. Coach, are you still playing? To be determined. What do you work on when you work on your game? Stick work. Ton of stick work. My kind of style was using my quickness to my advantage. Still go out there and I run some sprints and some 5'10'5". When is the last time you cried and why? Oh, man. Last time I cried? Probably winning a national championship two years ago. That was an easy out, that answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I've cried since then, but I can't remember. A book that you read that you found riveting and why? Ooh, that's tough. 
All right, let me think. There's a lot of good books out there. The Man in the Red Bandana or something like that. Very inspiring battle lacrosse player. If you could have a superpower, which one would you want and why? Oh, being able to fly would be pretty cool. <laughs> I just got the image of seeing you going over the campus. Yeah. <laughs> if you were going to have a last meal, what would you have for an entree, a beverage, and a dessert? Filet mignon, glass of red wine, some ice cream. You end up in a bad section, and you have to pick three teammates to be with you to help you get out and get out alive. Who are the three toughest and baddest teammates you've ever played with that you would want with you? Okay, hmm, that's tough. Megan Ward, she's one of my good friends. She's goalie at Carolina because she's super smart, and I think she would have some good decision-making in that, in that uh, atmosphere. Maggie Oslander, she also in Carolina. She's a really tough girl. I would not be afraid if she was there. Third, Sammy Jo Tracy, just because she always is happy in a bad situation, so I think she would help calm people down. I, I like those three choices. <laughs> All right, so here's a question that I asked my guest, and I save it for the end. Went to the doctor, you find out you have this rare blood disease, and you have three months to live. And you're going to make a videotape, and on that videotape, you're going to tell friends, family, people you've coached, your loved ones, this is what one needs to do to have an impactful life because you never know when life is going to end. What would you say in the video? That's getting really deep. Um, I would probably say build as many relationships as possible with the people you care about. Do the little things that make an impact not only on your life, but everybody's life. Next up is our interview with strength coach Rob Kirkland. Kirkland provides suggestions for young athletes with Division I aspirations without the corresponding work ethic when it comes to resistance training and running. What age is it appropriate to have kids lift and weight in your opinion? Kids are doing less and less unless they're playing. Ideally, I would like to see them doing something at the junior high level where they're doing a lot of body weight exercise. And I'm big on proficiency. If you can show proficiency with your body weight, whether it be squats, pull-ups, and push-ups, then and only then can we can, now we can start adding the external load. What's happening more often than not is kids see somebody on YouTube in college doing an insane amount of weight, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I want to do that. Before we can add external load, we first have to add, be able to handle the load that you currently carry. If you can't do 10 good push-ups, you have no business getting under a bar and bench pressing. If you can't do a good body weight squat, then we definitely don't have any business getting up under a bar because all we're going to do is just jack that kid up from a, from a movement pattern standpoint. Gone to these club tryouts, and sometimes you see kids who are just straight up out of shape. Should there be a certain fitness expectation that a parent should expect before dropping 100 bucks to show up and try out for a team? Absolutely. Yet again, something that, that I see a lot is people get fixated on kids who can run fast. 
okay, fine, you can run fast, but you can't take any punishment, neither can you dish it out. You learn to run fast in a straight line. He's fast, he can run at, you know, X amount 40. The problem is no sport on the planet is played within 40 yards. Not that I can think of. People get fixated on the speed. Have your kid do push-ups every night until he, until he gets to a point, progresses to a point to where now, okay, yeah, let me hire a trainer. Or if you have it in school, have your kids sign up for, for strength training classes. But to not have your kid do that, and I, I see this a lot I, here, here in this area, and I'm sure it happens in abundance out east because I've talked to parents at tournaments. Parents hold their kid back because, yeah, that will guarantee him a scholarship because he needs to get bigger. Well, shame on you if the kid has uh, has a weight program in his school and he's not taking it serious. Because I tell kids, regardless of sport, when you get to college, you are going to lift. This is not optional. The coach is not going to ask you to do anything. He's going to tell you, this is the time you're going to be here. This is what we're doing. And, oh, by the way, that, that strength coach is probably going to start you out at the lowest common denominator, not because he's, try, you know, he's, he's trying to earn some power over you, but because he wants to make sure that before we start progressing you, you can now do the, the fundamental things that we're asking you to do. What's something realistic in terms of cardiovascular fitness and working on one's uh, endurance or, or speed that would be reasonable at the, say, 6th grade to ninth grade level? They have never done it before. The idea of going out and running on a regular basis like that is intimidating. So what are some things that coaches could do or parents could do as setting a goal so that they know the kid has skin in the game when it comes to playing for paying for a club team tryout? I'm big on running heels. You're running heels, jump roping. That'll give you plenty of cardiovascular fitness. But it has to be something that, you know, it's, it's, there has to be some sort of intrinsic motivation with, with, with the, the child. Now, you're going to have those kids that, you know, you have to – push them out the door to do it, but then once they get there, they're doing it. Jump roping, running hills, as much cardiovascular as you can do, not to say you got to go run five miles, because once again, everything's got to be in perspective. Does it translate to, to, the, to, to what you're trying to accomplish? You know, there's, And I talk to strength coaches at the college level from time to time about what they do in terms of the, the fitness of their kids. Some are big on, you know, we run miles. Some are not. But for that age group, I think if you're running hills, getting some hills in and jump roping, that's plenty. That'll serve you well because you're going to get a strength component from running the hills, but it's also going to give you a great cardiovascular aspect as, along with the jump roping. Are there sources or resources online that you go to as a strength coach or that you suggest to athletes you work with and or their parents that you can suggest to our listeners? I really follow a lot of what Notre Dame does. I love the YouTubes that they have. I've actually reached out to their strength coach. I've reached out to the Duke strength coach. And I'm big on when, when, those school, when those programs put that stuff out there, watch it. But understand, those guys are the elite of the elite, and it took them time to get there. Mm-hmm. But it'll give you an idea of what it takes. If you say you want to be at that level, it'll give you an idea of what it takes to get there, to continue to, to work, to f- focus on fundamentals. It's no different than the game of lacrosse or the game of football. Focus on the fundamentals. Everything else will take care of itself. Robert, well said, and I appreciate you sharing your knowledge.
I appreciate that, Dr. Opie. That's a wrap for this show. Thanks for listening. To hear more content like it, go to fredopie.com. If you have questions about advertising and sponsoring this show, contact us at fdopie at gmail.com. That's fdopie at gmail.com. Start with your gift. Understand and monetize it while serving others with it. My lacrosse memoir of having ADHD and just how hard school was for me. It was never easy. Read a sample chapter of Start With Your Gift on my website, fredopi.com. Write me to speak, teach, coach, and consult at fdopie at gmail.com. That's fdopie at gmail.com.